3: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the
2: Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Cantanillo with Jim Kramer and David Faber. Going to be a busy one. Uh, futures lost some steam on this revised Q2 GDP price index, now eight nine. Uh, Fed speak has begun at Jackson Hole. NVIDIA, Salesforce, Splunk will all open lower on earnings. Our roadmap begins with the Fed, Esther George, and Raphael Bostic, both signaling higher rates to come as investors await the chair at Jackson Hole. Plus,
3: Peloton shares are tumbling this morning. The company reported a big loss, a decline in revenue as it cycles through its turnaround plan. funny. <laughs> 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 And on the move, quarterly results, as uh, Carl just said, Salesforce, NVIDIA, Snowflake, a number of retailers as well. We will dig into all those numbers.
2: Let's begin with some of those tech earnings. Salesforce down in the pre-market after cutting, trimming their full-year guidance, overshadowing this quarterly beat and the company's first-ever share buyback program. Last night on Mad Money, Mark Benioff talked to Jim about navigating this economic environment.
1: This is a more measured economic environment. Everyone is trying to assess What's going on? How do they position themselves for this new economy? It's a new day for many companies. And I think when you look out at all these businesses, yes, they're all doing digital transformation. This is still everybody's number one priority. Every digital transformation is still beginning and ending with the customer.
2: So the phrase measured buying environment came up a few times from Brett Taylor and from Mark.
0: Yes. And uh, I think that Mark made a mistake. I think in the previous call, he had a vision that this could occur. He understood and was talking to enough CEOs to recognize that people are not buying. That's the beginning of the process. used to be the end of the process. And it would have been very, very helpful had he just lowered the boom a previous quarter, and I think you'd start seeing the stock going up. That said, he is buying uh, a huge amount of stock. However, as is often the case, David, with tech stocks, they issued a huge amount of stock, so it, a buyback is not like if you're buying back stock at Caterpillar.
3: No, uh, ten billion though is is the buyback. He's sort of had that on the call, that that uh, leading into it talking about. You know, people ask us about M and A. Well, you know, we are looking oh, at come this. When you found incredible. that funny, I did. I kind of knew where it was Your going. It's in that M
0: and A humor that they do. <laughs> yeah, <hilarious laughs> and when they
3: yeah, have it, a, a company when they go out. And uh, it's Salesforce, but uh, ten billion. Uh, I, you know, listen, his characterization was interesting, and you're right, it would have been interesting to have gotten it a bit sooner in terms of, right. even when he said, Jim, that he's met with hundreds of CEOs and economists and business leaders, other experts, and says what we've said so many times, I know. nobody's quite sure exactly where things are going, and hence then they come back to the measured, the measured word that they right. used and a and number the, of times in terms right. of uh, their customers and, and how the, they're approaching things. The
0: more he used it, the more you saw the stock trade down. In the evening, and I don't think that the stock. My my has had a long, the long term position, not large, uh, but my we are interested in picking some up because he has done the major reset that you were looking for, and if you believe in resets, he's put in the the reset. Uh, the only issue that I have, and I, 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 and you know, Dan, I'm curious to know what you think about this. I, I, ch- I you know, I checked in with Brett last with Brett Taylor, co CEO. How much time has Brett been able to put in? Now, Mark said not a problem. But you know that this Twitter lawsuit, Brett is the, is the chairman of Twitter, is not something that can be dismissed in terms of your time.
3: No, I can't answer that specifically, but I can tell you based on, uh, based on having followed these kinds of battles previously, the chairman of the board is going to be spending a good amount of yeah. time on this. I mean, there's not. not, there's rarely going to be a day that he's not engaged in some way with Twitter
0: shareholders right. and having to have calls with the lawyers. He's the point, man. He's uh, the point, man. Now, he's, a, he's indefatigable. I think he texts me back at, at like two o'clock his time. But I will tell you that as among NVIDIA and Salesforce, I buy Snowflake.
2: <laughs> well, that, the, the one name that will open higher of those uh, 20%. We'll talk Snow in a moment. Really quick on Salesforce, uh, Forex is a big piece of it. Uh, yes. They did raise their guidance on headwinds from 600 to 800 million. And actually, Benioff talked about that with Jim as well.
1: 90 days ago, when I said, you know, we had a great quarter, but the dollar had a better quarter because I was in Japan and I could just see everything was a third off. And then, uh, now we see the Euro, I think, which is now maybe for the first time in quite a long time underneath the dollar.
2: So that's gonna be something that we, we've argued in the past, the market looks past. Right,
0: and I, I question whether it would be some sort of mean reversion here, and, and Mark wasn't buying that at all. I mean, he, he's thinking this is a long-term issue, is strong dollar. Uh, the, uh, the humble nature, David, of mark benioff last night whether it be humbled by the high currency humbled by the long longer term cycle of of, of selling things was new uh, the bravado over buying back stock i i think is real but the fact is is that if you take a look at the amount of stock that they've issued over time it's 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 tremendous uh the i tried to get him to say that slack had been this new door opener and doing these it's almost as if he refused to go with any of my positives. I right. felt a little like his mother.
3: Trying to, trying to what? Yeah. Trying to get him there. Yeah, he get would, him there. But uh, humble is not a word I would typically associate with That's him. That's why I brought it up.
0: Yeah. I think he was humility. Now, when I see him tonight, along with David Blaine and uh, Seinfeld for a CEO, CEO dinner,
3: was that happening tonight? Yes. Oh,
0: nice. You know, you keep, a uh, does these soirees where you learn things. I know. Things. Well,
3: last time I, I complained, I actually got invited, so, you I know. know.
0: I hope I get to sew up yes. Blaine's lips again. And inside will be the King of Diamonds. Actually, you know who helped sew me up, sew it up last time? Uh, a senatorial candidate from Pennsylvania.
3: Uh, Dr. Oz. No, Fetterman.
2: Yes, Dr. Oz. <laughs> 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 That's one race we're watching. Um, ben, yeah. Meantime, uh, with you. Stocks are on track to open higher a little bit after snapping uh, this uh, losing streak we've been in. The Fed's annual Jackson Hole Symposium, of course, gets underway today. Uh, here's what Kansas City Fed President Esther George told our Steve Leisman about inflation earlier this morning.
3: When I look at the inflation dynamics right now, though, we have a fundamental imbalance still between supply and demand. And it is very broad based. Uh, when we look at the drivers of inflation right now. So what we saw in July, uh, we saw some airfares coming off there. We saw uh, hotel accommodations, car rentals, those Uh kinds of things. But those were pretty specific categories. I think we're going to have to see something more broad based uh, to begin to know that inflation is coming off its highs.
2: So we'll get Harker at 10 and we'll get Bullard at 2. Uh, But this uh, revised GDP, the price index at 8.9, prior 8.7, Jim, was uh, raised some eyebrows. It's just not happening.
0: One of the things that Mark and I talked about after the interview was how you still can't, there's just so many places now where the hours are much shorter. Uh, You'll have a drugstore chain where the hours are much shorter. Can't find workers. The overwhelming theme is you can't find workers, which, of course, then means you have to pay whoever you have more money for them to stay. This is what I call the Dutch Bros problem. Mm-hmm. That's a Dutch Bros is where you get the annihilator, David. I'm a,
3: I've never been to one, but you continue to talk about it, so I do feel
0: like I know... I, I continue to talk about it because it's the next Starbucks. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I apologize to Howard Schultz. It has the potential to be the next uh, Starbucks if it executes correctly. But they have this problem. They were the first person to talk about the job-op problem. That, that you keep, you have a great barista, and then immediately they Go get a higher price. If you go to see, you know, we used to have a, our Walgreens here, which is my litmus, the ones where I waited five minutes to be able to get a Gillette Razor and then decided to leave and got it in Amazon and it came faster. These places are now closed the hour. That was pretty funny. Just just went right over. Um, the the, the hours of stores are now so inconvenient that Amazon is going to have a great quarter. And I think Jassy understands this better than anyone. And by the way, just to segue to something we are going to talk about. Yeah. It is very interesting to hear how uh, Barry is focused on Amazon as a way to be able to cut costs for Peloton. Uh, Back to that. Yep. Well, I admitted that it was going to be a nonlinear.
3: You, you, it was nonlinear. You hit a lot of different things. You went from the Fed to employment to the inability to keep employees to lower hours, therefore going to benefit Why do you think
2: people Amazon, like the show? What do you want me to do? Uh, and then it's, suddenly went to Bellatine. But it's great because he threads in like four tickers. Right. He does. Do you want me
0: just, well, let me just talk a little bit longer about plug power. Mind <laughs> no, if I go no, from 909 9 9 to 915 on plug power and the incredible results they're having Must uh, with, with forklifts? Is Is that what that? Forklifts? Forklifts. Oh, hydrogen-powered and Senator forklifts? you Schumer liking them. Yeah. Okay, we spent enough on plug power to last a lifetime.
3: We didn't even hit NVIDIA, though.
0: I have so much on NVIDIA, it's scary.
3: Are you want to share a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. we get back to the Fed? Okay. Because uh, NVIDIA shares are going to be down, though, not as much as Salesforce. You know why? On a percentage basis, because okay. they already did guide down a few weeks ago. But it was, it, the, it was still a revenue number that was below the guidance that at least
0: analysts took. All right, right. you're you're very funny. In October of 2018, we saw they did a pre-announcement in October 2018, where they basically said, listen, we are not going to make the numbers. And then they actually did the report, and they quantified how bad it was. It was worse than what they said. And then you got – that was a clearing event, and that's when you caught a bottom. That bottom in November, which was at 32, lasted. It was tested again in May of 2019, and then it was off to the races. I think you have a very similar situation developing here. The difficulty is we don't know where the inventory backup is. And there's a lot of inventory in the system. Whether the inventory was for gaming or was it for high-performance computing data centers. And you know why we didn't know? Because you know who has virtually stopped spending on the most important part of the brain trust in the world right now of high-performance computing? I don't. A a country that we always thought would never stop competing with us. China. Yes. A slowdown, the likes of which used to remind me of America in the last halcyon days. I don't know what's going on in China. I see when they blow up buildings, they don't even know how to blow them up. It's like dominoes coming right at you. Could it just be uh, related to COVID lockdowns?
2: Which, by the way, they're easing up on a bit today well, in terms of their arrivals and, and a little more uh, incremental stimulus this morning.
0: Well, all I can tell you is, is that the fact that they cut back on the most important part of technology tells me that they're going to fall behind and that they ought to rethink their priorities. Don't, it's want not them, j-
3: don't we want them to fall behind? Isn't well, it, no. Isn't
0: I'm, well, do you want, from you want me to security put hat on? Do you want me to be a xenophobe? How many supercomputers do they have? Don't they have more than we have? What do you sound like? Stalin with the, You never really said that about How many divisions the Pope has? I've researched that that multiple times. He never said it, but I I had more Stalin. You
3: still quote him a lot on it.
0: I love quoting Stalin. Is always good. Yeah. But no, I just think the Nvidia quarter, it was convoluted because Jensen traced a future that included there's a gap between the new for new graphic chips, talking about a slowing in gaming, Mm -hmm. uh, the high performance computing in America looks very strong. I was shocked as he was about Chinese data centers, and that they just didn't order a lot. No one ever thought that China would ever stop ordering anything that puts them in the lead.
2: Well, he did say um, that at least for the next couple of quarters, uh, they will sell uh, below sell-through, Let the, give the market and gaming a chance to correct. Here's what yes, he said.
4: Yes, yes. Navigating our supply chain transitions in a challenging macro environment. In gaming, our partners and ecosystem are responding to a sudden slowdown in consumer demand and correcting channel inventory. Still, the fundamentals of game gaming are strong. We'll get through this over the next few months and go into next year with our new architecture.
2: They've done that before.
0: Now, if you, uh, now I tried to do uh, a parsing of what you did say in 2018. Let's just say that this is as close as you could get And that, therefore, you would get a bottom, if you use that same analogy, probably in a month. You can buy it actually right now, this morning. But you're not going to get a uh, renaissance, a resurgence, Mm -hmm. until the probably second quarter of uh, 2023. Um, I did note, interestingly,
3: just on a different subject but related, the growth of AI in both reading the conference calls of both Salesforce and NVIDIA, something we need to keep an eye oh, on. You think it's not as good? No, it's growing so quickly. Okay, good. I'm so good you did speak Even this language, where Auto. they talk Auto. about 30% increases in their ability for language in
0: NVIDIA. I'll tell you what's amazing about language. Language now understands adverbs, adjectives, accents, transitional verbs, slang. It's extraordinary. Yeah. They're getting close to replacing. So they're us. there. We're and, almost. And I think that in the, the metaverse, auto, I mean, right now the B, you know, when you talk to the BMW, it's pretty good. I think when you're going to talk to Jensen's cars, they're going to teach you things. Right now, it's just compliant, and a lot of this stuff is run on NVIDIA chips, right? I asked Elephant's, I asked Alexa, uh, Alexa to play Elephant's Gerald, mm-hmm. Cole Porter, mm-hmm. and she gave me Elphist. Gerald, Rogers and Hart.
2: Ouch. What? Is that a good thing or bad?
0: I thought it was disappointing. Yeah, was just... and I would have called Jassy if I had Jassy's home number.
2: I said begin the game, right? Alexa. My God,
0: David, those are songs. Thank you, appreciate that.
2: I know who Ella Fitzgerald
0: <laughs> is. You do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she played. She was. She was what? Togrom in the where she <laughs> plays at Togrom in the rec- rotation. Played the
2: Apollo. <laughs> When we come back, uh, what a difference a day makes. Uh, As Jim and David said, Peloton's Wednesday rally is getting erased on news of this big loss. And a pretty fascinating letter uh, from Barry McCarthy. Take a look at futures here. We'll get to Snow, uh, William Sonoma, Autodesk, and Ron Barron on Tesla in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. teleton shares taking a hit in the pre-market the company posts this quarterly miss including a 1.2 billion dollar loss amid weaker demand for its products as barry mccarthy is trying to ramp up this turnaround strategy jim his letter talks about deepening losses uh, declining revenue negative gross margins Uh, he actually talks about his own experiences on a cargo ship in terms of trying to turn this thing around
0: he did say we've sounded the alarm for general quarters everyone at their station. Now, I thought this was important apropos of the cargo ship. When will we see response? Well, our goal is fiscal year 23. Where we just had fiscal year 2022 over. So I say you buy McCarthy. I'll give you a couple other reasons why. Um, he really, I mean, people feel it was a bad job because of the Amazon. That's wrong. Barry doesn't do that. He's talking about a London offensive with going international. Most importantly, Liz Coddington. A fantastic person in finance is now going to be the CFO. Why is that necessary? Because the sloppy nature of the previous reporting is over. It's over. And the expense that they had in the last mile is over. The cuts, the needed cuts that they had, as painful as they were in so many parts of the operation. Uh, What? I don't know. What did you say? What do you
3: pay for this thing? Eleven. I mean... (laughs) No, in terms of a multiple to eventual actual um, earnings or EBITDA, you pay a we're million. on a journey to reach sustained positive free cash flow. But right now, we're averaging negative free cash flow of $650 million a quarter.
0: The fundamentals are suboptimal. The fundamentals are suboptimal.
3: And so, okay, you're on the journey. When you get to that journey by the second half of fiscal year 23 and reach break-even cash flow. But, Jim, in all seriousness, what do you? how do you it, figure out what to no, pay for this no. thing? Uh,
0: in actuality, you're, you're just making a bet that this man can pull off a situation that is, frankly, almost impossible for everybody else.
2: Well, the COO okay. did say that searches for Peloton product on Amazon, even before they had a presence, were averaging half a million a month. They're going to try to leverage that as, the, as they continue to deconstruct the vertical model.
0: Yeah, you know, look, it isn't. Enough. If it were just the end of the pandemic, the company would be in trouble, but. John Foley uniquely created, I think, one of the worst, most, uh, uh, let's say, poorly run on a day-to-day tactical company I have come across. David, I think that Foley must have thought the pandemic was a forever world. Would never well, end.
2: So did Shopify and so did, uh, so did top a, top of a ton of companies that. that have...
0: But but, issued me a
2: culpas on that
0: front. Well, have you seen Foley's me a culpa? But he
3: spent so much more money. He changed everything based on sort of these these outlandish predictions in terms of sales.
0: I might see him tonight, so I want to be a little more measured in my terms. Measured like uh, many of them. But he did a terrible job.
2: Well, average monthly uh, workouts per sub, down 21 quarter on quarter. I
0: I searched for a metric that was positive. And the only metric I could find was the... the call did end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my God. That's... <laughs> have fun with Foley
3: tonight. I feel like you started positive on this conversation. Well, I have like And then you're Barry. ending negative. I like Barry. I and mean, I like
0: the CFO. I mean, the CFO, maybe the numbers are going to be at least, you know, clear and honest. Not, you know, bikes per share. Okay. Treadmill per share. The treadmill. Yeah. Mm. Like. Yeah. David. Like. It's always you want been a, a lousy business. We friend a on lousy. Wall Street.
3: Get a dog. Remember that line? Icon. No, I think I thought what that was uh, Wall Street.
0: Oh, yeah, was was it? No, yeah, it, it was Herb Allen. I thought so. Uh, where did they get the suits? It was where did he get his suits? Mo Ginsburg. No, Sills. Mo Ginsburg. <laughs> that's where I got. That's where I went and got my first suits at Mo's.
2: We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. A uh, bunch of movers this morning as futures uh, were higher, triple digits, but currently backing off to touch. we're back in a moment. Multiple pots boiling today. Some of it is the tech earnings. The other part's going to be the Fed speak in Jackson Hole, which has already begun at least four speakers today. We'll get the opening bell in just about five minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back after a break.
3: Two and a half minutes. We get started with an opening bell. Uh, Let's squeeze in our mad dash. William Sonoma, another name that we haven't hit yet, but we will now. Right.
0: Overlooked in the, uh, I would say, Dissection of Tech was an extraordinary quarter by Laura Albert from Williams-Sonoma. Now, we all know that most of the outfits that we deal with in retail had problems both with demand and not getting supply. She still admitted that she had some problems getting getting some product, but she had 41% comp over a two-year basis, no promotions whatsoever, excellent demand, and her digital first but not digital only strategy really resonates with me. Williams-Sonoma, better month to month as a company that you often see in the mall. Uh, gross margins near historic high, very, very aggressive buyback. Why? Because she was fed up. Stock was too low. Bought a lot of stock when it was lower. Uh, I think she is the only, she makes is the only housewares furniture company right now. Uh, like you no, outfit that dresses up your home office, that is really got it going. And this stock is way too cheap. Well, the stock's taken off since Doesn't you matter. can see it since July. It was at 210? I interviewed her just when I was last time I was in California. I'm going to California very soon. I hope to sit down with her. But I have her on tonight. We look forward to hearing from her. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Come she on. was the original go get a grill when I told her about, I said, look, I'm so, I don't know. I don't know how to stay friendly with people during pandemics. Go no. get a grill. Yeah.
2: Well, comps up double the estimate. What's the better print, this one or Dix? Do you think in terms of retail? This oh
0: man, Dix was so extraordinary too. You cut me to the quick on that one. Uh, but golfing, I, I don't think the golfing numbers. It, by the way, we had something Cali, which is now top yeah, and golf.
2: Name change as well. Uh, right? right,
0: top golf. I don't think that that was as good as say West Elm. You know, it's like an SAT class. Golfing is the Dix. Is West, Elm.
2: West Elm was extraordinary. Uh, there's been a lot of retail with the tail end of those prints, but we'll watch them closely. Let's get the opening bell in the CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board today. The fund for public housing celebrating its seventh year of investing programs. And at the Nasdaq Achille, a digital medicine company, celebrating its recent listing via SPAC. David, a couple of stack uh, announcements last 24 hours. There were,
3: yeah, Yeah. including that ATM Bitcoin Bitcoin company, uh, which is uh, somewhat surprising. I haven't used the Bitcoin ATM myself. I don't know if you guys have.
0: No, I've not.
3: Um, But apparently they've had undiminished uh, 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 demand. In fact, it continues to increase. They've got quite a few of them, and they are going to be taking that company public cruise back. Yeah, of
0: course. Through yeah, oh, SPAC, good. It'll be vetted by no one and you'll have it and you can, you can lose a lot of money and just have a really super good time, Wall S- Street.
3: So it's a, uh, suffice to say, you're still very positive on SPACs, I guess. Really. Yeah, you I like
0: really, it, well, yeah. you know, we do some very good CNBC work on SPACs and they've been the worst things I've ever seen. Um, they haven't been
2: great. Yeah, by the, the way, worst. that does bring worst me worst to one of
3: the biggest ones out there was Grab. Remember that when that went public oh, through a SPAC? Grab. Um, <laughs> You know, we talk Williams-Sonoma, it's an 11 billion market cap. This is still a 13-plus billion dollar market value, uh, is Grab. Um, total GMV was up 30% year-over-year year in the second quarter, 34% year-over-year year on a constant currency basis. Uh, mobility, uh, GMV grew 51%. But when you look at Grab, you'll see, there's well, there's the... That's a telling. index It's actually a bit below the average post-SPAC performance, because if that's at 43 Grabs at three dollars and fifty cents, and
0: that's actually some of the best of the three dollars and fifty cents. You yeah, don't include all of them, oh, is, the one dollar uh, ones. You know, the the other day, I got a very nasty email from someone who says, "Listen, you know, you lump all the specs together, uh, and it's not right." And so I sent back an email and said, "No, it is." Well, no, I've gotten pushback as well. Yeah, you've Listen, gotten that You pushback? can't
3: judge them all, of course, because I have plenty of friends who've, who've taken you companies judge, public who worked hard to really work hard to identify the, their, their targets uh, and feel like you can't just say that it's all, you can't paint it with all the same brush. And they point out that IPO performance from the same period that we're talking about it's is miserable.
0: similarly poor, it's is similarly poor. No, I'm just, look, I just think that, okay, so when you go to a casino, or no, not here, let's use blackjack, right? I mean, when you got a six showing and the dealer's got a king, that's a SPAC. Yeah. Yeah. That's a SPAC. Um, a good, you get, sometimes, David, what? you get a bad hand. Sometimes you get a bad hand. And SPAC gives you a lot of
3: bad well, hands. Well, right now, it's about the liquidations. But you could draw a five. Right right now, it's about liquidations of the SPACs. You know, ones who are yeah. not able to find a, a deal. Uh, that's the... But don't you think
0: that that level of defeat
3: just puts the whole concept to shame? Listen, there are going to be some winners. They're still out. I mean, they're still doing deals. We have Bitcoin ATM company coming public. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance fun. to look. This the is not
0: meant to be fun. This is not a fun game. We're not just. We're not playing hand and foot. This meanwhile, is a revised version of canasta.
3: Meanwhile, we have no new, um, no new IPOs. Nothing. What are we waiting for? Well, if you, you got,
0: and we, hey, you know what Bob Dylan said, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. We got nothing. And I wish the SPAC people realized they got nothing. I Look, I don't understand a market where it just seems like, you know, we got a good brand. Someone was talking about figs today. I'm not going to quote them. But it's like, well, figs. I mean, that's been a disaster, okay? You want to own some figs? I'll give you wheels up. They can't. You know how much they they paid a lot of their pilots in stock. Yep. Well, that's a, that's the way to
3: keep. Oh. Say, I got one last one before we move on because we got so many other earnings to cover. Keep Kazoo put, put, put. Group. This was Daniel Ah <laughs> oh, and Furman. Oh yeah, Glenn Kazoo. 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 Czoo. You want to talk about us? Czoo. Kazoo. Yeah.
0: Is it um, time?
3: And then we'll move on. I don't even know if C-Z-O-O. they can catch up to me in the control room. Oh, that's Cz
0: top, David. That's a group.
3: No, it's not a group. Uh, it's, it's 63 cents. I'm not allowed to mention stocks. So no. Yeah,
2: let's, let's not. Okay. Um, Jim, Goldman does have one note out today, just short term. Uh, volume and liquidity will assuredly fade over the next 10 days. Uh, as those messy September seasonals come into view, right. buybacks—we've talked about the window closing, yeah. month-end rebalancing—will likely draw out some selling of equities. Do you think it gets dicey here next couple weeks? Well, in
0: '87, this, this particular period was just a, one of the nastier periods I've seen. Uh, I'm giving a, a year just to satisfy the bears, give them throw them a little couple of fish up there in the Mackenzie River. Uh, it, it can be a very, it can be a nasty time. Uh, during that period, only the only stock I followed that went up was Merck. Almost everything else went down. Merck had its anti cholesterol drug. So, yeah, I mean, it can be. And there could be very few players. Uh, it, it's, it's historically not great. However, uh, Larry Williams, my favorite market historian, has said that September has almost always marked the bottom during this period. So I, I don't want to get too bearish. We've had a lot of declines. I mean, look, if you're in, if you're in NVIDIA, it isn't like you woke up today and said, wow, this is not good. The people who woke up when it was at 305 were the ones who should have, like, said it's not good. Um, well, the Look, one name- I, mean, I say that because NVIDIA's not going down. No. because this, and By the way, Kathy yeah. Wood loves it, so be careful. You know how she likes to buy? Yeah. 182 top, 2 million shares. She's like- Take it to 182. Well, she
2: sold 293,000 shares night before last. Well, she's been mercurial on NVIDIA. Yep. Uh,
3: we haven't, we haven't done snow. We haven't talked snowflake, which is oh, let's talk uh, almost 20%, let's call it 19% right now. Uh, you've been it. a big Frank Slootman fan for a long time, uh, and the company yeah. did deliver this quarter, uh, obviously a very different well, scenario than we've seen with two of the other big tech names we've talked about already. Okay,
0: so let's first I'll give you a, a use case, Young, for Pete for Pizza Hut. They didn't know how big their business was going to be around the Super Bowl, so you had to try to give it to someone to figure it out. They gave it to Slootman. Now, let's talk about what Slootman, Slootman's company does. Now, if you want to be software as a service, you tend to lock people up in a three-year contract. Just imagine a three-year lease for a car, okay? But let's say you don't use the car all the time, but you do want a great experience. When you do use it, you want to learn, that's Uber. So he's Uber. And most, you know, the other companies are buying a car. And I think that the benefits of being Uber, meaning one and done, but then you come back because you like the Uber experience, are terrific. Mm-hmm. And Snowflake is Uber.
2: Well, that's why uh, net revenue retention up 171%. Fantastic. a people huge flash
0: yesterday. People keep coming back and they come back and they come back. And this one's not done. It was much, much higher. It can do that again. I think they have a brilliant model for a slowdown. When you're trying to say, hey, listen, if you're measured, let's just go use Snowflake. Um, when you can't find engineers, they have great engineers. This stock was much higher. as People were very fascinated. 300, a lot of them a lot of the Wall street bet's types and i you know archetypes really loved it at 300 cuz you know they're very they're very good not so good at value but good at spotting good companies well yeah, that was we, damning with it, like it was, no praise whatsoever. was it was a name
3: we talked about a lot during the enormous run up and many right. technology names giving well, incredible high. multiple to both revenues and ebitda that well, this Frank company's stock he, sported for quite some time at those not those highs but the ones we were he just had looking at yeah one of
0: those uh, profits that you don't like they tend to be a Adjusted. Adjusted. A lot of adjustments. But I've seen, I've never, I have not seen Frank smile in four years. (laughs) And he smiled this. And he he was not gruff. Joked with me. Uh, I wasn't scared for a minute. Nor did I need Xanax after. Yeah. Uh,
2: Operating margins, uh, positive surprise. And actually, Frank talked to Jim about the business model overall. Take a listen. I think the model actually works better uh, in a down market where people are you know, having headwinds and trepidations and not knowing which, which way the world's gonna go. You like the elasticity, uh, being able to throttle back, throttle up. You know, when you have the confidence in a, in a traditional subscription model, you don't have that luxury. Uh, the the o- old Frank. The only other name we haven't touched on, Jim, Splunk. Uh, Got to be about a one month low here. They do trim their guidance on recurring revenue uh, they see 3.6. They were at 3.9. It, it,
0: it, this is a very interesting situation. So Splunk reports the same night as Snowflake. If you ask me, which company's most vulnerable to, to Snowflake, it would be Splunk. said so the analytics. You get long-term contracts. However, Splunk is now run by Gary Steele, who's one of the best at, uh, one of the the best CEOs in Silicon Valley. So this is going to be a bit of a dogfight. But in the end, I, as much as I really do like Gary Slootman... You can never bet against Slootman. He created service. Now he, well, he took it. He took it to be a big company. Right. And, and Frank, Frank Slootman, who is known as the Flying Dutchman. Uh, is uh, so bankable that, I, that and the whole time the stock was going down, he was saying, "Who told? Who said it should be at three hundred? Did you say it should be three hundred? I never said anything about 300 I never said anything about 300. He
3: didn't, he didn't, uh, now, you know, but now it is still up 57 plus percent since its IPO back in did, uh, September 2020. Did you see 2020, that smile he had? That's almost me. exactly that two years smile. ago. Guys, I'm on that watch, continue to be on that watch for a, uh, T-Mobile's market cap passing oh, that of Verizon. I think yesterday it may have actually happened. Opinion. No, I think it's fascinating. I just think it's interesting to me to see the long-term impact of companies. I mean, my God, T-Mobile. We sat here talking about John Ledger and the young carrier and all the things they were doing. They were such a distant third place. It's just, it is interesting to see over time these enormous moves. Uh, they're close. They're really close. But yesterday, I think T-Mobile actually may have surpassed them briefly. Um, I mentioned T-Mobile, though, now as well, because tonight you're going to get this announcement from T-Mobile and what? SpaceX. It's um, SpaceX. Mike Sievert and Elon Musk. Hey,
2: Elon tweeted about it yesterday.
3: SpaceX's chief engineer, Elon Musk, by the way, will chat about their joint mission and how they're working together to make it a reality at Starbase. That, of course, is near Brownsville, Texas, where they launched many of the rockets from, uh, the SpaceX rockets. Uh, one would expect this would have to do something with Starlink, but we'll see. Jim, it's a little late now for you to get accreditation, unfortunately, if you wanted to head down there. But again, it will take place at the Starbase facility, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Yesterday Whoa. this did have the effect when it was in, when it, we were told about the announcement of sending the shares okay. up. I noticed dish shares are, are hanging in there pretty well. Because right, okay, yeah, there were some quiz. who believe maybe this is Starlink and T-Mobile. I don't know. Would you like a quiz? And Mike Sievert has not Hot answered my test. What,
0: what? What? Who ran Starlink in the movie The Running Man?
2: Mm, that's yeah, that's yeah. not Nick Fleetwood. <laughs> nice
0: one! Thanks for that. Yep.
2: So Stevie Nicks yesterday, Mick Fleetwood, you right. get to work your way you through you the ever whole read band. The Richard
0: Bachman, of course, Stephen King yes. version of the Running Man, where, where Schwarzenegger, the equivalent of Schwarzenegger, dies. Mm. It's just such a downer. So the movie, of course, he lives.
2: Well, speaking of SpaceX, Ron Baron talked about mm-hmm. his investment in SpaceX being one of the largest of the last couple of months, and then again the amount of money he expects to make still from Tesla post-split. Take a listen.
1: I love Tesla. We've been investing in Tesla for eight years now, since 2014, made about 20 times our money, made about six or seven billion dollars on a $380 million million investment. Uh, I think we're gonna make three to five times our money again over the next 10 years. I am so excited. The next 10 years, I think that Tesla is going to be uh, the largest uh, company in the world. And in the 10 years after that, I think it'll be challenged by SpaceX.
3: Uh, wow! When he used to say things like that five years ago, yeah, I, I would kind of laugh at him. Now you can't uh, because Tesla, by the way, I think the split happened, right? So that, don't, don't be right. fooled. But, uh, um, you I know, it's a, right. almost a trillion dollar market hey, cap even be now. Be right.
0: I think you do? Amazing. Look, I've known Ron Barron since 87. And you know, he doesn't, there isn't anything about him that's given to hyperbole. That's actually,
2: really. So, so the, the SpaceX yeah. challenging Tesla I as large... this,
0: oh, the first part. Oh, yeah, I, the okay. SpaceX is harder for me. Um, but well, Tesla is, is up to
3: $125-plus and twenty-five value on its last raise, right. if I think well, I'm right. People and like, like keeps that. going higher, unlike well, so many it, other private companies, many of which, if they're forced to, are going to have to do down,
0: well, the, the down bears, rounds. The bears are trying so hard to like you know keep their price targets down, but they can't help it. And there was a piece this morning about the Gigafactory in Berlin, how it's the most amazing factory in the world. And, You just keep reading positive positives. And at the same time, California is voting right now to be able to put in 2035 every car has to be, every vehicle has to be EV. Well, you know what? It's going to be a state of Tesla's unless Jim Farley can get that F-150 lightning out. Right now, although he thinks he can do 600,000 run rate at the end of of next year, this guy's going to own California given those new mission rules. Uh, he, He well may. And remember, that's the largest
3: market in the world. Broad and broad. many follow its lead, given you got 38, 40 million
0: people in the state. Remember Trump tried to stop that? Yes, I do. Didn't really believe in the federalist system when it came to pollution.
3: No, he tried to roll back their initiatives in terms of increasing mileage per gallon.
0: How many representatives do Wyoming have?
3: Uh, one, but they have two senators. Can't fool him.
4: <laughs> and so
3: does California. 400,000 people, 40 million people. That's
4: right.
0: Isn't that something? Do you think Jefferson thought about that? you think yes. that's what Madison yes.
3: was thinking? Actually. Well, that's why that's he, why a lot of people say, well, that. we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Here, American Nations yeah. is a good book. I don't have it yet. I haven't read it.
2: Good chat. Good Thank talk. You. Good so talk. That's nice. Uh, got a split market here. Ten year, still around 312. Let's get to Bob Pasani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Uh, well, what's interesting today is the
1: market is certainly not acting like Jay Powell is suddenly going to. Uh, initiate some new form of uber hawkishness in his speech tomorrow. In fact tech stocks, which would be the ones that would be most affected, are holding up fairly well, uh, despite the fact that Salesforce is down about seven percent. So just take a look here. Uh Woods arc sector's holding up, China funds holding up. Well, mention that in a minute, but semis are up, energy's up, and consumer staples and generally defensive names have been underperforming the market uh, this month. Again, this is not behavior of people who are terrified of a new round of uh, Fed hawkishness. I just want to show you the Hang Seng in, in Hong Kong uh, with, rallied about 4%. China announced a big new stimulus program. Everybody assumed they weren't going to do this. They implied they weren't. But they caved in. Real estate is a very important part of the wealth in China. So this is aimed at infrastructure. uh, And that moved up in the middle of the day. Hong Kong opened late, by the way, uh, because there was a typhoon there. Believe it or not, they didn't open until 1 p.m. Eastern time, our time. That was very late. Uh, I want to show you these Chinese tech stocks because there's other rumors out there that regulators in China are talking to the big four accounting firms about maybe making a deal with U.S. regulators. Remember, this was big brouhaha. U.S. regulators, U.S. auditors haven't been able to look at Chinese books for many, many years. Uh, There's some discussion or some rumors that they may be trying to resolve that, uh, but you see these nice moves up in the stocks that are listed here, these Chinese tech stocks, Baidu, Baba, Pinduoduo, JD.com, all moving to the upside. Here in the U.S., um, you know what I find interesting? The S&P is flat this month. Uh, and again, these consumer and health care names are not performing very well. United Health has been a terrible performer, but P&G, Kimberly-Clark, Clorox, all of these sort of defensive names have been underperforming. And generally, industrial, cyclical names, industrials, some of the banks, tech's holding up. Tech is flat this month, believe it or not, despite the fact that we've got some bad news, overall tech uh, is flat. So the market's not acting like this somehow some kind of new level of uber hawkishness coming from the Federal Reserve. So what is the earnings risk? Let's just work under this mild recession theory that's out there. The question is how much are earnings going to come down at this point? So we do see the economy decelerating. Everyone acknowledges that. There's a lot of debate about peaking inflation or, or not. Earnings are lower but still positive. I want to show you how fast though, they've been coming down in the last couple of weeks. Yes, they're still positive, but if you look compared to even three, four weeks ago these numbers are well below what they were july first for the third quarter earnings for the s&p up eleven percent half that today five and a half percent and they're gonna come down more after salesforce that doesn't include salesforce for the fourth quarter numbers again still positive not negative, but also almost half what it was on July 1st, 10.6, today 6.4. I think that number is going to come down as well into the fives within the next couple of days. So the bottom line here is, uh, Carl, if you look at what's going on, is not negative, and everyone insists you can't have a recession unless earnings go negative. It just has never happened. Uh, but we are certainly slowly, slowly moving down into the low single digits from the very high single digits. Back in July, we were. Well, 10, 11 percent,
2: 9 and 8, now in 4, 5 percent area. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thanks for that, Uh, Bob Pisani. Mm -hmm. Quick reminder this morning, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. Sign up and find out more at CNBC.com slash join the club or use the QR code on your screen. It takes you right there. As we go to break, watching bonds today, obviously on watch for the Fed chair tomorrow, but plenty of Fed speak in advance of that. Ten-year did hit 312.8 the highest since June 29th this morning. Back in a moment. Take a look at some S&P leaders this morning. Autodesk is in there, we didn't quite get to it, but uh, 165 does beat 158. Billings up 17, they do reiterate the guide. And Cruise Lines, once again, been leading the pack last couple of days here. Overall, up 12 points as we are on Jackson Hole Watch. Back in a moment. Let's get to
0: gym and stop trading. When Chapel Trust owns Eli Lilly, I'm rather surprised to say Citigroup has a call where they raised their price target from 285 to 370 off of this breakthrough drug. I call it Manjaro, but but it's trizepatite on his word, which is the anti-weight loss. And this drug, he's talking about having a he's talking about 25 billion. Uh anti-weight loss. Remember, that is for many people the holy move. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: blood sugar and weight loss responsible yeah. for so many. American deaths, Jim. Yeah, you know, and,
0: and a lot of medicines, you know, I've done a lot of work on this, uh, gain, make you gain weight. So this is a great counter to them. That's really what they think could be. It's a diabetes
2: drug. We, we uh, didn't get to the demise of Amazon Care and the effect on telehealth, Teladoc today.
0: Right. Well, Amazon did have two different health. Uh, no, No, I'm sorry. Google had two different health companies. Amazon had tried to do two different models of health. It, it's a much harder nut to crack. And that's why I thought to Signify, I give Kathy what would her do. She identified Signify as being terrific. But. Which Amazon, we're, the, yeah. we're told by
3: the journal, is one of a number of bidders and, for Signify. But
0: and she's uh, it also may, may
3: be signaling that they believe they are going to be able to close, obviously, the one medical deal, uh, because that's going to change their strategy somewhat at Amazon. And remember, there's questions about whether they'll get a second request from the uh, Federal Trade Commission for that, given Lena Kahn's.
0: She backed away from the
3: Zuckerberg thing.
0: Yeah. Not, uh, on that small win. acquisition yeah, for that, them for the Skipper metaverse. wanted to buy something for like $280,000 and she was going to block it. Just saying hi to Mark.
3: <laughs> you are? Yeah. remember that. that. Nothing.
0: <laughs> I' do- a close watch of the show. Why don't say hi? Yeah, yeah say uh, hi. i say hi. say hi to every CEO and who and watches the show. Believe me, hey, we welcome Mike them Mike Siebert,
3: how are you? And we, we're happy to have them
0: watch. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's important when we have CEOs, we do shout-outs the CEOs who watch we the
2: show. Any CEOs on MAD tonight?
0: Actually, you know, Laura Albert, you give me a nice shout-out, I'll give her a shout-out in the show. And then, um, she's William Sonoma. David. You oh, and then Richard. in your Bushring. Yeah, yeah, look at that. And, you know, Workday, are they going to say that it's more measured? Are they going to use the measured word that Benioff used? Notice NVIDIA. It's right, following the twenty eighteen pattern perfectly.
3: Nvidia is down uh, not very much at all. Uh, Salesforce is still down seven percent.
0: Oh, no, Salesforce was humbled. It was humbled. And Apple, don't forget, we got that upcoming, November, September seven. That's where perfect. I'm still praying that they get the that Apple Plus gets the NFL direct ticket. But it's really cutting it close with the season. <laughs>
2: Jim, we'll see you later. Thank you. Good hour. Uh, When we come back, a first on CNBC interview with Philly Fed President Patrick Harker, live from Jackson Hole. Salesforce is pulling the Dow down by about 85 points, but the Dow's nonetheless gone green. Back in a moment.
3: You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.